Hello and welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast. Coming to you from the Tabernacle of Praise Church International, headquartered in York, South Carolina, where our founder and overseer is Bishop Alfred Jackson. Copies of the message from this broadcast can be purchased at our headquarters in Monrovia at the Hope of Praise Church in Numatadia States, where Jackson G. Weah is pastor. We would love to hear from you, so write to us here in America at 229 Wood Street, York, South Carolina, 29745, or email us at tabernacleofpraise at msn.com. Thank you for tuning in and have a wonderful day. And God has called us to change. He's called us to change. So we're to be renewed in the spirit of our minds. If you get renewed in the spirit of your mind, then your life will begin to change. <sighs> well, so what can we glean from this text? Well, the Lord led me specifically to the words of Paul to the believers at Thessalonica. And let me say to those of you all who don't really understudy, uh, Thessalonica is a real city. It's in Greece today. It's in Greece today. You know Greece is a city, right? It's a country. A couple of years ago, you heard about Greece with all of that financial crisis. Some of y'all probably wanted to go to Greece. I don't know. <laughs> I knew it. Somebody wanted to. <laughs> so it's a real place. Amen? All right. Yes, it's, it's, so the, the Bible is talking about real places. Real people, if y'all, if, if, if anybody texts, unless you're texting what I'm preaching, you need to stop texting. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, so, so he said, and you became a model to all believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God became known everywhere. Now, 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 now these are the questions that I raised as I meditated on this theme and on this text. How did they get to the point that they became a model or an example to believers in the region of Macedonia, the countries of Macedonia and Corinth. Achaia it was in Corinth. Okay, it's, in this, in this, it's, 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 it's this um, uh, Middle Eastern region, all right? How was it that their faith in God became known everywhere? Mm, how was it? And how can we do the same thing? How can we do the same thing? Well, first of all, uh, Let's, let's, let's go back to the earlier part of the chapter where Paul says, we always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. In their prayers, Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, uh, and, and Timothy was the one that had gone to visit Thessalonica after Paul established his church and brought this message back about these people's faith. Brought the message back to, to, to Paul. And so, so they, when they were praying, they remembered Thessalonica, the believers in Thessalonica in, God, in prayer, and they thanked God for their work produced by faith, their labor prompted by love, and their endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Why were these things so significant about the Thessalonian Christians? Why? Why? 
in fact, it could be said about a lot of Christians. What was it that made the believers at Thessalonica a model to other believers in this region? Now, this was a young church. It was a young church, amen? Now, down at, later on in, in this chapter, Paul talked about how they had turned, how they had turned to God from idol worship to serve the living and true God. In a society of pagan worship, uh, in a society where pagan worship was the norm rather than the exception, these people in Thessalonica had received gladly the gospel message. These believers had received the message with joy. They heard the preaching. They got excited about it. They believed it. They received it with joy. Okay? Now, you think of Thessalonica being, 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 being um, uh, uh, pagan, being, um, at one time, this area was part of the Roman Empire. Okay? And you know all, if you know anything about history, you know all of these, they served all of these different gods. Yeah, there's, there's a whole lot of different gods. It was, it was on a trade route. It was on a, a major highway. So there were people coming in and out all of the time. And so they were bringing in all kinds of influences in the city. Amen. It was a major city, uh, 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 commercial city, military city, political city. Now, when the gospel first came, when, when Paul first preached in Thessalonica, I mean, it caused an uproar in the city. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to kill Paul, amen, and because they felt that, that this gospel was going to interfere with, 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 their, with, with, with their status with the Roman government, amen, you know, it was kind of like a free city, so they, they wanted to maintain that status quo along with other things. They wanted to keep all of these uh, gods and, and, and worship all of these different gods, and, and so Christianity was a threat. Standards, it was a threat. So they lived in a hostile environment. They lived in an ungodly environment. Hmm. But because of their faith in the midst of this hostile, ungodly environment, they still received the gospel message and they embraced it in spite of the fact that it brought persecution. They embraced it in spite of the fact that it brought all kinds of hostilities toward them. And they gave clear evidence, somebody say clear evidence, of a genuine faith and recognizable Christian character. Do, do you know what, when it says recognizable Christian character? I mean, when folk looked at them, they recognized that there was something totally different about their character. Somebody say character. We should work to build character. You have to start young with building character in children. It's hard when they get 16 and 17 years to try to build character in them. Not saying it can't be done. The Holy Ghost can do anything. But when you try to do it when they're 16 and 17, 18 years old, you got war going on. But when they're little and you start building character in them, they receive it much better. Characters, you know, you're teaching them to be polite. You're teaching them to say, yes, ma'am, and, and yes, sir. You're teaching them not to lie, not to steal, not to cheat, you know. And you don't teach it by what you say. You teach it by how you live. 
You say it and you live it. You know, this is wrong. We don't do this. You, you, you may see it done in school. You may see other people doing it, but, but, but we don't do this. This is not the standard in our family. So, you know, you, and it's just you saying, we don't do that. And then you come to church, and you're up dancing and shouting, and your children see all that beer and liquor you got in your refrigerator at home. Oh, they hear you talking about everybody. Or they see you and your, your, your spouse in an argument and they never hear you say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. You build character in children when they're little. Now the Holy Ghost can do anything because these people heard the gospel and this is the wonderful thing about receiving the gospel message. Because God's word is spirit and life. And when his word comes in, when you embrace the word, through the power of the Holy Ghost, the word begins to change you. What's the problem with Christians today? We reject the word. We'll sit under the word and we'll hear it preached and we'll hear it taught and we'll let it just fly all over our head. That doesn't apply to me. I ain't going to do that. Who bishop think he's talking to? You say, you don't know whether we receive the word or not. Hmm. It'll show up. Lord have mercy. Sometimes it'll show up in some of the most inopportune places. So, yeah, yeah. So this church, these people, and notice now, they had turned to God from idol worship, from idol worship, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, they had been worshiping idols, but when they heard the message, and I think we said a few Sundays ago, an idol can be anything. You can be your own idol. You can love yourself in your ways so much that you refuse to change. You worship you. You like you. You stand in the mirror every morning and say, look at me. Wow. I am one wonderful man. Mm, 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 mm. You talking about good looking? Huh. <laughs> Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. So they turned, and their turning became evident. I mean, their, their faith, their, 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 their love, their hope were not just hidden virtues. It was witness in their lifestyle. It was witness in their conduct. And Paul and others, amen, remembered their work produced by faith. Hallelujah. Faith will produce work. I know faith brings salvation and we're saved not by works but by faith. But when you really have faith in Jesus, it's going to produce good work. Your faith in Jesus is going to change you. 
It's going to change you. It's going to, it's going to push you. Your faith. In the, and this is what happened with the Thessalonican Christians. Amen. They, their, their faith here. Um, I need to skip over some of this. I'll be preaching another hour. Amen. But, but their faith here is in terms of loyalty to the Lord. They were loyal to God. And that loyalty produced work, good works. Paul doesn't say what they were actually doing, but it produced such works that it was evident. I mean, it was seen. And when we begin to talk about modeling Christ to the world, we want people to see, we want people to see in us works produced from our faith. It's easy to come to church and sing. It is. Even if you sing off note, at least you're singing. It's easy to come to church and sing. It's easy to get up and give a message. It may not be easy for everybody, but some of us, is easy. yeah, it's easy for everybody because you give messages. You may not be able to give a 45-minute, an hour sermon, but you can give a message. But it's not just in the speaking. It's in the living. That must be evident to those who are looking at us. Wonderful to come to church. It's wonderful to dress up. But what about when you got on your jogging suit? What about when you're working in your yard? What about when you're at Walmart? What about when you're at Publix or, or Earth Fair or Barlow? What about when you own your job? You need to have such faith that it produce good works. Then he, he talked about, he talked about, y'all still here? Hallelujah. You knew this was the first Sunday. You knew I was going to preach long. So you just said it just came. Don't be sitting there talking about, talking about I wish Bishop would hurry up because I am not hurrying up today. Amen. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Thank God I got a pastor that will take time and preach. Yeah, you'll go to the nightclub and stay two hours. Go to the football game and stay four hours. Sit at that television and watch that game. Come to the house of the Lord and you want to be out here in 30 minutes. The devil is a lie and you too. I am not letting you out here in 30 minutes. Glory to the name of Jesus. But he talked about also the labor prompted by love. All right? The objects of this love were, were other members of the Christian community in Thessalonica and the leadership of the church as well as Christians in other locations. The Bible says do good to all men. What? Especially of those of the household of faith. But it didn't just stop there with the Thessalonians. All right, uh, it didn't just stop there because the, 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 the things that they, that, that, that they did, the, the love that, 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 that they had in their hearts stirred concern and, and work even to the unconverted. They prayed, hallelujah, for those that were unsaved. They, they, they ministered the gospel to those that were unsaved. They did good to those that were unsaved. 
they demonstrated the Lord's love toward them. Why? Remember, Paul said that they became imitators of Christ. So what they learned of Christ, they did. What they learned of Christ, they did. Tell me, saints, what are you really learning about Jesus? I'm going to go back to this thing. How many of you really sit down and study the life of Christ? Or how many of you just wait till you get to church on Sunday morning to see what the pastor is going to preach about? And then don't pay attention half of the time. Lord, help us today. Help us today. Their labor produced by love. They learned the lessons of love because they watched, they, they studied, they watched the apostles and they, 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 they studied the life of Christ. They knew about the things that had been taught about Jesus and they began to imitate Jesus. Now, of course, in that day, it was, I said they studied the life of Christ. I want to be uh, real clear. In that day, it was not as easy for them to study the life of Christ as it is for us because the scriptures were, if they were written, they were on scrolls. They were not in a book. You know, they didn't have 66 books. They didn't have a volume where they could sit down. You know, we're so blessed. We are so blessed. You can sit down. You got a whole Bible. Some of us got 10 Bibles in our houses. You can sit down and study anytime you want to study. Anytime. Anytime you want to do it, you can do it. They, you, know, you know, most of us, we don't have to go to the field anymore. We ain't got to hold crops. Don't have to go to the... To, you know, when, my, when I was a child and my mother didn't have a washing machine, she had to take the water. They, they had, down by the spring, they had these big black wash pots. Y'all fry fish in them today. But back in the day, they boiled water and they washed clothes. Amen. Some of us know what I'm talking about. They washed clothes in that pot. Now, can you imagine my mama, well, well by the time uh, all of us were born, she'd take them to the washer, laundromat. But when we were little, when she had five children, now some of y'all, when you wash clothes and you got two children, how many baskets do you have? <laughs> but mama had five children and herself and her husband. And she would take those clothes down to the spring, build a fire, boil water, and put that soap in there, take a stick and stir those clothes around. We don't have to do that anymore. But we won't pick up our Bibles. How easy is it for us? Lord, have mercy. Lastly, lastly, I don't want you to feel like I'm fussing at you, but maybe I ought to be. But, but, but I'm, just, I'm just using emphasis here. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. I'm almost done. Sometimes you got to use emphasis. Yeah, sometimes Elder Hoskins, you just want to take folk and just, just, why don't you listen? Why don't you listen? So, that's what. But listen now, listen. Remember now, these, this church was under severe persecution. Severe persecution. They were suffering under severe persecution. But, but Paul talks about here, he talks about their endurance. Somebody say endurance. endurance. He talks about their endurance 
inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Endurance. Somebody say endurance. endurance. Hallelujah. In the midst of persecution, in the midst of living in a hostile environment, we don't live in a hostile environment. But they endured. Maybe the Lord needs to allow persecution in America. Maybe the Lord needs to allow persecution on the church in America. Because when you see the history of the church, whenever the church is persecuted, there arises a pure remnant out of the church that begins to spread the gospel message. They may go into exile, but they spread the gospel message. And then the word begins to spread wherever they go. Maybe the Lord. That's not for me to say. I, I, can't, I, I can just say maybe. That's all I can say. But their endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul mentioned it before God. Endurance, somebody say endurance, becomes the ability to remain steadfast and to persevere in the face of suffering or temptation. Endurance. Somebody say endurance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Endurance. In the midst of suffering or temptation. Oh, Lord, help us today. Help us today. This was a, this was a virtue of the martyrs. They endured. They, they, they wouldn't denounce, they wouldn't renounce the name of Jesus. But they endured suffering. They endured persecution. They gave their lives. They literally died for faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so one of the concerns that Paul had was for the stability of the Christians at Thessalonica because of all of the persecution that was going on and the temptation of Satan to apostatize the church, to cause the church to fall away into apostasy. That was false teaching going on. And some people, some people that was, that he thought that there was danger of them falling away, but the message, the message that, that Timothy brought back to him was that this church was enduring the persecution. They were enduring the suffering. And it was inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all still here? I tell you, I'm almost done. I didn't say I was closing. I just said I'm almost done. What was the source of this, of, of this endurance? Say endurance again. Everybody didn't say it. I didn't hear it. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you got to endure. 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 The source of this, this perseverance was not just an inner resolve. You know, we make resolutions at New Year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do better in 2016 and we do better for a week. It was not just an inner resolve. It was not personal strength, but it was our hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It was our hope that, 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 that Jesus was coming again. They were, the, the Christian's hope was bound up with the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's coming. He's going to deliver us. He's going to set us free. We're going to endure until the end because we want to go back with him when he comes. So how can we model Christ to the world, to Christians and to non-Christians? 
We need to really follow. We need to study this example more closely of the Thessalonican Christians. And we need to follow the example of these believers. Believe and receive the gospel message. And do your best to imitate the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Amen. Do works produced by faith. Engage in labors of love to believers and non-believers. If they curse you, hallelujah, bless them. Mm. If they hate you, love them. If they despitefully use you, pray for them. Never give evil for evil, but always give good for evil. Lastly, put your hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only glory to God, Hallelujah. Not only, not only that he'll turn things around for you, but put your hope in the fact that Jesus is coming again. I told you the other Sunday that we stopped preaching about the second coming of Jesus and the church is getting lax. We're acting like he hasn't come in all of this time. He must not be coming. But Jesus is coming again. Put your hope. Be inspired by the hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. I love the hymn. Him says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging. There might be times in my life that darkness will veil his face, but then I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, when the storms begin to rage in my life, hallelujah, when the winds begin to blow and the waters begin to rise, amen, I wholly lean on Jesus' name. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. Amen, I've got an anchor, glory to God. My soul is anchored in Jesus Christ. Amen. My faith is not just for this moment, but my faith has caused me to have an anchor for my soul. Glory to God. Hallelujah. His oath, his covenant, his blood supports me in the whelming flood when all around my soul gives way. Hallelujah. He then is all my hope and stay. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. When he shall come. Ah, when he shall come. Tell your neighbor he's coming again. Hallelujah. When he shall come with trumpet sound. Oh, may I then in him be found. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. You've got to put your hope in Jesus. Hallelujah. Be inspired today by your hope that's in Jesus. Continue to do works of faith and labors of love. Be inspired. To model Christ. To model Christ. To model Christ. To the world that you live in. Hallelujah. This is critical, saints. This is critical. This is critical. This is critical. We got folk in our families that are going to hell. And we're keeping our mouths shut because we don't want to offend anybody. It might start out to be an offense. But if you plant the seed and they eventually hear that seed takes root and grow, 
that offense will turn out to be, thank you. Thank you for sharing the word with me. Thank you for helping me get delivered from this sin. Thank you for my rescue. I mean, you're dealing with what's here and what's right now and trying to please everybody and, and, and you know, be liked by everybody. Amen. But no, 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 no. You need to be liked by Jesus. You need to please Jesus. You please Jesus. Hallelujah. And in modeling Christ to this world, people need to see you pleasing Jesus. They need to see you enduring joyfully. Count it all joy when you fall in the diver's trials. Knowing that the trying of your faith works patience. And when patience has had its perfect work in you, you shall be complete. You shall be entire. You shall lack nothing. God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. We're the ones who don't know. God knows what he's doing. And if we could just embrace his word, not only will we be blessed, but then when people begin to see us, and that's what God wants. God wants our example to be such that when people see us, they will begin to ask about the hope that lies in us. And out of their seeing, this message is going to be spread. Ain't just the pastor talking about Jesus, but you're talking about Jesus. And you're talking about Jesus from a life that's lived in faith and that's doing labors of love. That's what the Lord is looking for. Let's stand.